Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of HP Critical, a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I'm Jarrell and today I am joined by Brandon, Christy, Zach, and Job and we're doing an SF7 spoiler cast for the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Of course all of us have finished it by now. We've all played up to at least through Midgar and the original Final Fantasy VII and we couldn't go on without having a conversation about it. So first things first, I'm going to ask everyone... How did you guys feel about the game? How do you feel about the term remake? And how did you feel about the differences in the game between the original and the remake? Starting with Christy, how'd you feel? So I personally liked it a lot. And I mean, I go back and forth with the game being titled as a remake when it's only the first part, including Midgar. But I guess well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All I know is that I like the game and that, you know, whatever Square decides to do with the title for re- Remake, whether or not it has like another meaning to it as number has implied, you know what? I'm here for the ride. They sold me on the game. I enjoyed the differences. I thought the differences it added it added a bit more to the characters, especially with the Avalanche trio, Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge. Mm-hmm. I felt like I really connected with them more than in the OG. In the OG, when they died, I was like, oh, well, that's sad that they died. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. <on>. Literally. <laughs> that's so true, man. <laughs> but I also enjoyed the fact that um, you saw Aerith and Tifa bonding. Oh, and it was like the cutest thing ever and I love it and I just I just love the character banter like I mean if this is the quality that they're going to be aiming for for the next game then that's perfectly fine by me bring it on (laughs) cool cool Uh, Zach what about you how did you feel how do you feel about the term remake and the differences from the OG to the remake of Final Fantasy 7 well, uh, first of all, I absolutely loved the game. Um, and as far as like calling it a remake, I think they absolutely hit the nail on the head. Like they didn't set out to just recreate the game. They literally remade it from the ground up. Like with everything from what they added story wise, um, recreating what they did and just adding to it just really added a lot for me personally like i loved every minute of it oh, same <laughs> me too uh well, did you have anything else to add um not just yet okay I, I think i'll have more to say as we go on cool uh brandon what about you so for me uh i'm pretty much on the same page like i absolutely loved everything about this remake like when it comes to RPGs, I could go either turn-based or action RPG. So I heard this one's going to the action RPG, action RPG route, and I said for sure, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm glad that it ended up having its own distinct style. Like you know, 
when you hear action RPG, my mind always goes to Kingdom Hearts because that's the first major action RPG I've played. And it's pretty much the standard to which I judge all of the action RPGs. So given that and the fact that this is also made by Nomura, I was expecting a lot of the same. But I was pleasantly surprised that it really has its own di- identity to it, mm-hmm. that it's its own thing. It's not like Kingdom Hearts. Like Kingdom Hearts could get hard later on, but it's it starts off pretty simple. You can learn. You have plenty of time to learn the controls final fantasy 7 remake makes you think you cannot just button mash this game or you will get punished very early on you need to be you know that the atv gauge makes it function a little bit like a turn base in that sense even though it's action because you don't you can't access all your strongest moves right away you have basic slashes to work out with but otherwise you got to be focused on your opponent and such and knowing the right time to do it and that's an interesting way to take evolved the original Final Fantasy VII game, which was a turn-based, but it did follow the ATB um, gameplay. So, you know, you got that gauge going up. That's how the turns were kind of decided in that sense. So it really felt like they preserved the original while also making it, you know, paying it forward. They just, and like Zach said, it's a remake. This is the most remake game I've seen because so many remakes just, uh, for lack of a better word, just, it's just it's, it's the old game with like a new color paint and maybe some new features. Yeah. But they really just built it up from the ground up, and I actually commend them for doing it in parts so they can make sure that each part has the level of care that it deserves. As far as the term remake, and this will be the last point before we uh, move on to someone else, is that I'm very interested, especially after finishing the game, what the word remake in this is term actually really means. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's like, there's so many games, there's a, there's a few games, like, for example, Resident Evil 2 Remake had remake just firmly in the title. But that was literally just, you know, it was straightforward. It's like, this is a remake of Resident Evil 2, so it's called Resident Evil 2 Remake. This one, though, it has remake in the title, but it may not imply that it only just means remake. And I'm very fascinated to see what it ends up meaning going forward. And that's all I got for right now. We'll talk and about especially it. since that it's a number of title as well, too. You know oh, how yeah. number enjoys his naming conventions. Oh, he certainly does. He certainly does. Yeah. Like, what? remind? Yeah. Remake over 358 days. Remind us about the remake over 358 days in KH2 slash Axel. Inject your nonsense into my veins no more. <laughs> So for all we know, it could be remake. Yeah. Who knows what it he means? Be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we have no idea. Maybe that's what it means. Uh, so, Jeb, same question. How do you feel about the term remake and the differences between the original and this game? I was actually very skeptical at first going into it. And in the beginning as well, I was not very hooked with... He was not. I can the... confirm. You weren't? He was not. Spe- no, 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 I need to hear Avalon this. Specifically with stuff, though. Specifically with Avalon stuff, because they are so much more involved now. But at the same time, I was going through the, with the mindset of, oh, they're just going to die, whatever. Like, this is all just, like, extra stuff. Like, extra pointless stuff, I should say. But as as more and more extra pointless stuff. Like, oh, we're just going to get to know more of them, but, you know, they're just going to go away anyway. They're just still going to die and be pointless. But as I went on through the game, you know, they started throwing wrenches into my plans and adding random factoids. (laughs) What? That that were not in the original. Like, you know how we know all three die, but in the end, we see Biggs very much not dead. And we also see, 
Wedge not die, but, you know, the Whispers choose to do what they will and imply that he is gone again. So those type of differences are like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think I'm very much interested now. I think that makes a really important point because, you know, going into the game thinking that I don't care about these characters because I know what's going to happen to them only to find out, oh shit, the word remake means, like, essentially not what I thought it meant in the beginning, which is that I don't know what the fuck is going to happen to them anymore. Uh, I think that's a very uh, interesting and important point. But yeah, he he was not too keen on the game in the beginning, and he's a really big uh, OG FO7 fan, so I was concerned, but, you know, of course, as we finished it, uh, things changed. Did you want to add anything else, sir? No, maybe just that, that even though I did go in skeptical, as a huge fan as well, of the franchise in general, I did end up loving the game. Yay! I think the consensus oh, is that we all loved it. <laughs> yeah. Which so, is good. The best thing about this remake is Madame M. Oh my god, like 100%. 100%. <laughs> she is one of my favorites now. Her 0 to 100 is great. She's a bit scary if you get the poor man. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw the poor man scene. Oh, She's, oh. she's perfect. Um, <laughs> I would wish that on my enemy. As for me, I, I kind of agree with Brandon. I do think the term remake has, uh, in in this game, the perfect sense of what the word remake means. Like, I think that, bef- I think that this game is going to change people adding remake to the title of a game they're just, you know, throwing a new coat of paint on. Uh, because uh, it, it also to go on with what Job said, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. And I think that's great. I, I did play the original. I really like the original, but I'm very happy that I'm not just replaying the original title. I know a lot of people did complain about some of the things that were added um, into the game, like, you know, the extra missions with Jesse and Avalanche or even the side quest. But I personally did not have a problem with any of the side quests. I, I, I did roll my eyes when I had to go find some cats. Um, you did, but I did. I was like, eh. but then also, though. but so that that's where I was going with this. At first, I was like, okay, people have been complaining about, oh, you gotta go find cats. But I think it was incorporated really well because you're a mercenary who's looking for jobs, and you know you're gonna help this little girl. And I was like, oh, this is actually super adorable. I actually don't. Well, but not even then. It's like you're a mercenary in a brand new area. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, and and I do you think do that it, do. it went with the story. So, um, having heard other complaints about it, but then playing it, I was like, no, this this makes to me perfect sense. Like, it's this merc guy who has nothing else to do. He's trying to make a name for himself. Yeah, go help this little girl with cats. And so, having played it myself, I think that really did change my original feelings on it. And I think. Even I can't even complain about the added um, the added filler, as some people would say, because a lot of those a lot of those quests that I did I enjoyed mostly because I love the combat so much that it gave me an opportunity to try new combos out with Tifa, uh, try uh, gain the proficiency bonus for whatever new weapon I have. I loved everything that gave me an ability to fight more in this game. Uh, so definitely, I think those times in between story that people complain about were not something to complain about for me so everything that was a part of the remake that people complain that is filler i don't think was filler i think it was perfect um i do love the characterization that was added in the remake i think it's one of the 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 more prolific parts of the game is what was added to the character development because the beginning uh tifa cloud and barrett are completely different after, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours uh, to the end of Tifa, Cloud, and Barrett, their relationship changes 
over the course of this game. And it's so cool to see within like the 50 hours that I played, knowing that this is just part one, that like they're, they're friends now by the end of this game. So going forward, it's going to be even more than that. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. I think, I think the term remake was perfect. And, uh, the differences that, that, um, I saw so far, I think I love all of them because I love not knowing probably my favorite one was Barrett getting stabbed. I was like, holy oh shit. My God. <laughs> like, yes. Excuse me? Yeah, that was a big curveball. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. What just happened? I was like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> and you know, obviously, we know that he's not going to die there because, like, you know, plot armor, as Job likes to say. He's yeah, clearly Marcos. not going to die there. But, like, you know, it's just like, what? What? So I think uh, keeping us oh, all on our toes was great. Yeah. I would like to comment on that real quick. I was concerned because Wedge was alive. And I was already getting the feeling by this point that some, that things are not going the way they're supposed to. So I was legitimately concerned for Barrett for a second. Especially so, because, especially, especially because of this. I think that's exactly like what they wanted you to feel yeah. like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in that moment right there. Like they showed you Wedge, like what, 20 minutes before that happens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like fate's changing. And so I saw Barrett get stabbed and, and uh, with my suspicions being the way they were and also the fact that this game you know there's four you know playable party members but you only have three of them at a time i thought we're getting close to the end here is this the way they're gonna like cement the fact that you're gonna have three party members at the very end of the game just like kill off barry now and i was like no 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 don't do this don't do this don't Dude, do this it clearly thing. is we yeah. you're right because we already have a gun guy and that's vincent so barrett's gotta die <laughs> so oh, he no. was oh, he was gonna die so that vincent can live don't do this. I recently got to um, I recently got to Cosmo Canyon in my OGFF7 oh, playthrough, and uh, obviously I'm not going to talk too much about that. But like seeing all the stuff that Barrett going on with Barrett's story, especially I did Coral Prison not too long ago, it was like it'd be a crime if they had killed off Barrett this early in I the mean, remake storyline. Literally, the first thing I said when I was playing the original, I was like, "This is clearly not his daughter because he's black and she's not." So I was like, "What's going on <laughs> Wait, there?" Really? I was and like, then, "Oh, but so." When I play through the original, I was like, oh, that's so sweet. He adopted a little girl because I was like, okay, they're in the slums. There's probably lots of like little kids running around. So I was like, oh, he probably adopted her. That's so sweet. I, I want- thought that too initially. Well, in my mind, I was like, oh, this game's really old. They couldn't do any more black characters. <laughs> like, so they, they, were, they, they were like, oh, God. <laughs> so they stopped and I was like, this is clearly oh, not no. his daughter. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you get to Coral Canyon and you find out that, yeah, of course, you know, he adopted her and everything. But, right. I mean, yeah, like, plot armor, obviously, we have to find those things out. So, of course, he's not going anywhere, at least not at until least, then. Yeah, <laughs> like, until Coral, he has plot armor on him. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, next thing I want to talk about, theories revolving the differences in the game and what your interpretation was of the ending of the game. So, of course... The ending of Midgar, the ending of uh, an OG Final Fantasy VII, the ending of this game are, uh, they end similar, but there are lots of differences. What are your theories revolving the ending? And what I mean by that is, um, what we see happen is that supposedly, if you believe this, the whispers, which were keeping the original story intact, are no longer there to keep the original story intact. And then we see uh, Biggs is still alive. We don't know what happened to Wedge. We haven't seen Jesse since the end. Uh, how does how did you all interpret the? Oh, we ending? see her headband. We do. We and see her, her headband on the table and her gloves next to Biggs. Um, so, how do you guys feel about that? What What is your interpretation of the ending of the game? Starting with Christy again. Oh, with me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, okay. Um, let's see. For the ending, I think that it does open the doors to the developers and the creators to kind of have a different interpretation of how the next events will happen in part two. Um, of course, I know with the Ultimania, they've also stated that most of the events that fa- that fans of the OG expect to see will still be in the overall game. Mm-hmm. But with how the with how the game ended, I think that it does open the doors to how the events will happen, like the events leading up to the this event that fans are wanting to see. Like we'll probably still have we'll still see like a ton of the iconic scenes that mm-hmm. we saw in the OG, but I think how we get there will be different and it will be handled differently. So one um, of the theories that going around, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Okay, so how, do you think that the whispers are gone? Do you believe that there's an alternate timeline? Do you think that Aerith is supposedly going to live now? What? How do you feel about like what? What is your interpretation of the ending of the game with uh, so, Biggs alive, etc.? So with Biggs alive, I think he's going to have a different role. If we see him again, I think he'll have a different role within part two. I I don't foresee him living at the very end of the game, of the remake. If he's still, since he is still alive, um, if Jesse is still alive, I, I also don't expect for her to make it out of the, of the remake ending alive either. <laughs> so everybody's gonna die. And yeah, like everyone who's who died in the OG is gonna die. Again. die. Okay. Even um, with the okay, well, but, do you believe because the whispers I don't are think that the gone? whispers are truly gone? Okay, that yeah, okay, okay. So that scene in the end where like it turns into you know like white glittery shit, you don't believe that's them being completely gone, even though we fought them. Um, I mean, the sequence at the very end, we saw that. Correct me if I'm wrong. We saw that. With the spoiler guy, the Zach, right? See, but the thing is that, is that Zach, he's there. That takes place like a bit before. And so I wonder. Yeah. So I wonder if the whispers were just circling around trying to prevent Zach from getting in there. But at the same time, it still doesn't explain how Cloud got the Buster Sword. If Zach still has it, I was literally just asking. I was literally just asking. Um, Sorry. Whether no, 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 no. I'm saying I was just asking this question too yesterday. I think I asked Job yesterday about like, doesn't Zach? I mean, doesn't Cloud get the Buster Sword from Zach? Like, what the heck does that mean? So, do you believe that there is an alternate timeline then? Yes, and no. Okay. I feel like it's a possibility. But with, hmm, it's a possibility, but knowing Square, I feel like they're not going to go for it. Okay, interesting. Uh, did you want to add anything else? Um, well, so my theory on the whispers is that it's a, it's a meta commentary from Square saying that basically the Whispers are fans who 
don't want the storyline to change, mm-hmm. which is the reason why the whispers are always there at certain like iconic sequences, like with a plate drop. Um, That's true. What was it when Cloud was about to basically murder Reno? <laughs> um, where where else was it too? Um, where where else do we see the whispers? When Barrett dies. Oh yeah, when Barrett dies. Yeah. Um, That's them preventing a death. As we we oh, see them oh, around. Ah, true. When Cloud was fighting Rufus as well, too. Right. And then we saw the fact that they were still lingering around the Shinra Tower after Cloud and Cloud and Tifa and Barrett have already left as well, too. Oh, there was also the time where um the Whisperers came in when Cloud was getting cut from the second Mako Reactor mission. Oh, yeah, that's right. He got cut from that mission as well, too, because in the OG, he was supposed to be there, but... In the end, Bear decided that he didn't want Cloud on the team. They literally throw a a whole ghost party just to break for Jesse's ankle. Yeah. (laughs) I do also think it's interesting that that supposedly only certain people can see the whispers unless they want to be seen. And so far, out of all the characters, I know I spoke to Brandon about this um, after our streams have ended, but so far the characters who can see the whispers have been Cloud, Tifa, Barrett, um, Jesse, and Wedge. Rufus too. Rufus can. Um, Aerith can. Hojo, he also saw the whispers, right? Uh, that I'm one's a little gray sure because he was just I, like, like he got carried away. What was happening to him? Oh, like, he what did is this unusual phenomenon. Yeah, he like, was like, what is this phenomenon mm-hmm. as he got carried away? So it's hard to tell if he could actually see them or if he just knew that he was being carried away by something. So essentially, Christy, uh, to sum it up, your theory is that the whispers represent fans. Um, it's meta and it represents fans who don't want the story to change. Yes. And you're not necessarily convinced that they're gone. And you also aren't necessarily convinced that there's another timeline. Yes, I feel like that seeing a different stamp at the end was a red herring. Oh, okay. I've heard that as well. Uh, Zach, same question. What are your theories revolving the differences in the game, and what was your interpretation of everything in the end? So I'll go and just uh, jump right back in with uh, the whispers right away. So a small thing that, like, you could, like, blink and miss it, is in that final fight with uh, Sephiroth, you see him literally absorb the plot ghost into his suit, yeah, into his sword. Ooh, that's true. So, I didn't notice that. So at some point during all of this nonsense, it seems to be implied that Sephiroth has control of these wonderful little plot ghosts, which makes me think that they're probably not completely gone, or at the very least. Um, the planet's control of them are completely gone, and that's what we see at the very end when they turn into the um, pixie dust. Mm. So that's so basically thinking the there. planet no longer has control of them, but Sephiroth has them in his pocket, Oof. more or less. So that's like, if powerful. we do see them again, Oof. it'll only be like what when Sephiroth wants to mm, mix geez. things up, okay, or put them back onto the right track for whatever his plan is. <laughs> All of us are fucked. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <so probably laughs> with fate powers, fuck. <laughs> um, and then 
uh, with Zach and what was going on with his plot goes is if you notice when that first part of the scene happens and you see in all the soldiers everywhere, there's all kinds of plot ghosts all over the place. They're there to ensure that he dies right then because that's what is supposed to happen. But then later on, you get the whole events with Cloud, uh, Tifa and the guys like literally fighting fate and they kill them all essentially. Um, that apparently causes some sort of singularity, which is what the area, um, if I'm not mistaken, that's what the area is called when Cloud and Sephiroth are fighting. They, it's like a singularity right then I and there. I believe so. Yeah. And that singularity is happening across all of time at once, which is why it cuts back to Zack, and you see the Midgar in the background surrounded by infinite numbers of the wisp, uh, Whispers. And now they're no longer there to make sure he dies, so he's able to get out alive. And that singularity is what causes the split timeline. So you do believe in a split timeline? 100%. Okay. But the thing is that the Whispers were only surrounding Midgar. They weren't really surrounding Zack. During the the first cut, exactly. They weren't surrounding him at the end, which means that they weren't able to do their job, which was make sure he dies. Which is why he's alive. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because they are there in, in the first scene where he shows up, and they're seeing all the soldiers. They're, like, flying all around, and nobody notices them. Okay. But then, as soon as that singularity happens, that's when you see the stamp, uh, the weird uh, chip bag with a different stamp. Uh, that's when uh, they walk off into, uh, effectively, just they walk off into the sunset back towards Midgar with uh, sparkly bits. Brandon, same question. So, thinking about the ending and, you know, kind of everything that's been going on, I feel like the main twist of this game was the fact that, you know, it's not going to be completely the same in terms of the story. So, with that being said, with Remake, a lot of the beginning of the game was pretty much telling you the same story with just a lot of more details added, like more details about Avalanche, more details about the people that live in the slums, that kind of stuff. We didn't really start seeing the additions, or not, I'm sorry, not additions, the changes to the core plot until we started getting later on. Obviously, the Whisperers have been there since the beginning of this game, and that was your main differences, so to speak. But uh, we didn't really start getting into like real differences until we like started getting in. By the time we got to Shinra building, there were some parts that was like, wait a minute, hold on. when did, Don't they go to jail? Or why, why are we not in jail yet? Something like that. <laughs> And then, of, and then, of course, we already touched on Barry getting freaking stabbed and that that nonsense. Wedge being there in the Shinra building, stuff like that happening. It was getting to the point where I was like, wait, hold on. This isn't just additions. These are changes. So, And then, of course, we get the big reveal about the Whispers and changing fate. And then, of course, that big end where they fight against Sephiroth is them defying fate. And then, of course, them fighting the Whispers themselves. So now that I think the twist you know, the fact that it's not going to be exactly the same is out. I think going forward, it's it's like it's like Chrissy said when she was uh, citing the Ultimania stuff. We're still going to get the story that we know from Final Fantasy VII. Like, I, we're still going to go hit the places like the Costa del Sol, the uh, Cosmo Canyon. Those main story beats are still going to happen. But I think going forward, we are most certainly going to see a lot more changes now that, that, now that the cat's out of the bag. Like, it's going to become unexpected now. People are going to wondering, okay, so how are things going to be different? As opposed to, like, the, the changes are now an expectation, not a wonder if they'll do it, you know? It's, it's, it, it can go in any direction now. 
so and I'm what, just curious to see how the yeah, go ahead. So what's your interpretation of the ending? Are the whispers still there? Are they gone? Is there a second timeline? Is there a split timeline? Yeah, I think the the uh, the fact that Zach lived and still has the Buster Sword must must confirm the existence of a split timeline. What exactly implication that's going to mean going forward, I can't really say right now, but I think it's going to be interesting seeing how that develops. As far as to your question about whether I think the Whispers are still alive, I feel like the majority of them are gone. I feel like enough of them are gone where they don't have complete totalitarian control of fate itself. What's going to happen is what's going to happen regardless of whether the face wanted to or not. And that's why I think there's more change that's going to happen. I think the remake itself may be, uh, may be indicative of how future parts are going to go, where the first part of this remake started off with almost nothing being different and then getting very different near the end. I feel like the further we go into this remake project with the new releases, the changes are going to become more and more pronounced. And I would even go as far as to say is that our final ending confrontation is going to be almost nigh unrecognizable I mean, by the end. I can't really, no, there's so much, there's only so much. I yeah, can double Omni Slash. Double Omni Slash, double Omni Slash. <laughs> I mean, technically, I, I, we already kind of almost did the end of the game. Well, technically. That's why it's going to be different. Technically, yeah. since it takes Square so long to develop a game. Oof. They're making us talk about the ending. <laughs> so that we sure. can all be distracted as they take the So, time. yeah, we're all talking about the end. Ending. We're all waiting for them. Yeah, we certainly. Are. We have something to talk about while while they title. develop. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's uh, so, yeah. I'm I'm curious to see where they go. Now, granted, I, I think I'm the only one in this group who hasn't completely finished OGF7. I'm currently working on it, so I can't speak to too much about like ending stuff of OGF7. How much different that'll get. But I still think that given what we've seen so far, it's it's gonna. I think it's expected that some things will get quite different. Um, if it's okay, I want to talk real, real quick about like some of the minor characters that I think will be coming back forward because of things that are different now. Oh, that are Johnny's remake. never coming back. Thank God. No. <laughs> come back. Fuck Johnny. I want to see for Johnny. I want to see him go bro, bro, bro in Costa del Sol. Um, actually, before you do that, hold on to that for a second. I just want to get through this question really quick. Sure. Sorry. That's fine. Uh, so, yes. Job, uh, what was your interpretation of the ending? Do you think there's a second timeline, and do you believe that the whispers are gone halfway, somewhat, all the way? I don't believe in the alternate timeline. I kind of think it'll be something more along the lines of things will line up with our timeline. Like, we might see Sack in our timeline, etc., but I don't think time has broken off or, like, anything like that. But it is possible. I kind of did see some good points out of what Sack said and what everyone else has mentioned. Um, I also don't think the Whispers are completely gone either. Because when we fought them, we killed them, like, twice over, the little ones. And they just, like, revived that will from the big one, I assume. And then we killed the big one. But, like, he died very much the same way the little ones did. And they still came back. So I think either, you know, that little Sephiroth theory that he's holding them could be true. Or that they are still alive in some way. But we're not going to see them right away, maybe. Okay. Uh, as for me, I think, uh, for the, so my original theory, which I still kind of believe, is that they are gone. And, uh, the, the, the whispers, I mean, and that this is a way for, I, I, I can, I agree with Zach. I think this is a way for Sephiroth to kind of control the players. Uh, cause he did mention, when I first finished the game, I was talking to him and he did mention that, uh, Sephiroth uses the, let's say it was Sephiroth, um, he attempts to, keep Cloud and Aerith from meeting, but then uh, Aerith has that scene with the Whispers in which she 
ends up meeting Cloud anyway. Uh, and they were basically there to keep the OG story together. And I think now that they're gone, it's kind of just like <laughs> Square being like, uh, Sephiroth is going to fuck with all of us. And we are playing right into his hand because essentially he has made us destroy the Whispers. And by us destroying them, uh, anything can happen. So I do think they're gone. But I, I also kind of changed my mind. I do agree that uh, Sephiroth probably does have control of them because Zach just made a really good point in that they were taken into the sword. Um, so yeah, I, I do believe it is going forward going to be a game of, you know, us versus Sephiroth. Um, and as far as alternate timelines, I 100% believe that there's another timeline. Um, I was convinced with Stamp. <laughs> I like uh, it could easily just be a red herring. I mean, it could just be, um, you know, that the past events are catching up to present. I don't know. Uh, but I do believe that there are alternate timelines and I do believe that the whispers are gone and we're all going to be fucked. Um, so the next question that I have is how did you feel when you saw Zach was still alive? Uh, and with this question, you can also talk about, you know, other characters that, that, other minor characters as well and what happened to them. So we can also get that out there. Uh, so Brandon, I will let you go first this time so you can give us both what you thought about when you saw Zach still alive and then tell us what, how you felt about the uh, alternate characters as well. Sure. Sounds good. So <clears throat> yeah, when I saw, so, you know, we get close to the end. We see the iconic last scene from crisis core with Zach standing up against all the different um, Shinra, the, the opposite ready to take him out. And then, you know, I'm like, ah, and then, but of course it lines up with all the other scenes that we've seen where it's like, we're seeing flashbacks of future stuff, right? And then the credits get ready, are getting ready to roll. And then you cut back to Zach. And then I hear the line, wait, is that all of them? And I lost my <laughs> mind. <laughs> like it was like one in the morning and I had to like lower my volume. I was like, is that all of them? <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was like, no, he lived. <laughs> like, I was just like absolutely dying. <laughs> I was like, that's one of the main reasons. Like, it was like, Jarrell, you know, you were up. It was like one in the 30th yes. morning. And after <laughs> yeah, I, was there. I was like, no, 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 no. We didn't talk about this right now. Yes. <laughs> like, I was just like completely lost it. Because that's, that's an iconic thing from the compilation of Final Fantasy VII, just Zack's death. Because it's a significant part of Cloud's background. And then to see that happen was just like, I'm just so excited for the for the prospects of what's going to happen with the fact that he's alive now. I want to see how they do that. Like what what's going to happen now that he's just alive? Oh man. I think I think I really honestly the line is that all of them just going to be a quote a quote I'm just going to be using for like a few months now like <laughs> <laughs> when I refer to this, like just things in general. Uh, but yeah, let's I'm going to just a quick touch touch real quick on the minor characters. Yes, please bring more Johnny, but not just Johnny. Um, there's other minor characters that were in side quests that could very well appear. Like, for example, you have a few side quests involving, like, this reporter, Damon. Like, if you complete all his side quests, he mentions that he's going to go freelance and, like, report on good stuff for the world, so he might appear. I think they did introduce a lot of characters and reintroduce a lot of characters that could have potential going forward. I don't see a lot of these characters just being one and done for Midgar and just going away. Certainly some, like, we like Weimer could probably just just be there and be done because he's a Midgar guy, whatever. But like characters like Johnny and certainly Roche. Roche, if they if they don't introduce him again after that 
big introduction in chapter four. He's such yeah. a waste. Yeah. Like, and it was a waste when I didn't see him after escaping Shinra Tower. He oh my God. I was so, motorcycle so, sequence. so pissed. But it's funny. Like, like, <laughs> Joe and I, like, I were talking about heck? that. Like, we all thought the same thing. It was like, that he was like they had the motorcycle sequence that you're doing, and then they had Roche. Like, oh, wow. So they added him to the sequence so they could b- boost up the uh, final motorcycle sequence in his game. And then I fought the robot, oh. and we went to chapter eight. He's like, wait, sorry, what? Where's Roche? Why wasn't Roche <laughs> riding Motorball? I won't Or lie. that. Or I that. I was like, there. where is Roche? Like, the entire time, I was like, okay, Roche is going to pop on out. And he, oh. and then I finished. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, what? I was happy he wasn't there. I really did not like that that motorcycle fight against him at all. Yeah, so the motorcycle fight was eh, but the actual fight, that was great. The, yes, the fight was I great. Agree. I did not like the motorcycle stuff. But the fact that he wasn't there, and if we don't see him in future um, future titles, I feel like it, it would have been a waste of character. He definitely has to come yeah. back. Like he has to. Come back. He has to. He said. He, he said. He set himself up to be the rival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frankly, frankly, you know, obviously, I, I, let's be real. I think he's going to appear in future parts. They they yeah. didn't spend all this time making this character just for him not to appear in future parts. But that being said, I still think it's a waste that he can appear just one more time here in this part. That, oh, that's all I have to say about that. So, so yeah, ex- excited, excited that Zach's alive. Excited to see uh, what they do with all these minor characters going forward. I gotta ha- have a bro moment with, with Johnny at Coastal Del Sol. So oh that's all. For me. Oh my god, please kill Johnny. Kill as long as he appears. Johnny that's fine. So annoying. <laughs> the only thing I love and I would love to see is the trio. I think they were my favorite. Uh, oh, that's badasses. Like, no, no, fuck them too. I mean, uh, <laughs> they're great. They're the grand playing dead. So bad. <laughs> like they're hilarious, but they're really bad. Thanks, badass star coming nah, back. They're I mean, just, they're small time. I mean, Chocobo Sam, Andrea, and Madam M. I wish mm. that they had more. Like they were definitely oh my, my favorite addition uh, to this title. I, Madam M, is one hundred percent my favorite new addition in FF Seven, and she should be in all Final Fantasies going forward. Uh, <laughs> just every sure. single one. She, she, She'll be she the new should be the Hana. Yes. <laughs> Should Honor be the new... of Final Fantasy. <laughs> yes, I would. Except that's it. So I guess. Nope, uh. no, fuck it. Welcome, Madam M. Everywhere. I don't even Final care. Fantasy sixteen. No, Sid. <laughs> only Adam M. Madam M. Yes, one hundred percent. So, uh, Christy, how did you feel when you saw that Zach was still alive? I was. <laughs> so, I was really surprised. To be honest, I wasn't. I really don't know what to make of it. To be honest. Um. I mean, now that the game has been out for a little bit over a month now, I wonder if he's going to be the black coat guy number two, because Hmm? (laughs) because it was kind of implied that the black coats, they used to be former soldiers, right? Um, Maybe. Because uh, okay, so like black coats are are they not just uh, failed experiment? Oh, Brandon, I'm sorry. Yeah, like the black coats. Well, <laughs> Don't what listen, was it, Brandon. The guy? But aren't <laughs> they just like failed experiments anyway? And that's why they were saying the reunion. Are they also technically going to be um, a soldier? Are they f- well? Oh, I guess they well could because. Be. No, yeah, because like they... in chapter eight, one of the kids they mentioned saying that, oh yeah, our parents said that this guy used to be a former soldier and whatnot. Mm, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder if it was because the Genova cells finally got to him. 
because... Oh, my God. I just had a thought. Oh, my what God. Is... Christy, why are you doing this? <laughs> I if... live for this. Oh, no. <laughs> what if that's where they take Roche's character? Like, we fight a, multi- a few more times throughout, like, the next couple parts or whatever. And then gradually we're seeing him, like, deteriorate into that same... St- like mental state as yeah, what are you guys doing to me? Well well because what happened is that technically the Ultimania did confirm that this game is part of the compilation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the last part of the compilation. So basically in Christ the what was it? There was something in Crisis Core. I know Zach, you've played Crisis yeah. Core, right? Yeah. The cellular some... degeneration. Yeah, uh, degeneration. Eris uh, mom mentions it as well in the game. Yeah. So I wonder if even though Zack did survive in the end, the reason why Cloud got the sword was because Zack had the de- the degeneration. It happened to him. Which would essentially mean that those time, those alternate or separate timelines have converged, so maybe that was Zack living in the past somehow. And then in the present, uh, we have, you know, us almost killing Zack. But oh my gosh, that would mean that they made Zack live only for us to kill him again yeah I don't, that's why i don't <laughs> why is that even shocking like, they, they, they already did it with wedge and uh true but then we would essentially be the ones that have, would have to kill him which like i don't fun. want it <laughs> yeah i don't want to do this <laughs> let's go <laughs> um so I'll, I'll jump in I, really quick you heard me yell just now is secondhand hype of the zach the zach's alive i don't want to do this <laughs> I'll jump in really quick about Zach. I was also super shocked. I was uh, literally, guys, uh, no surprise, I cried at the end of this game because I cry at the end of every fucking game because I'm a baby. Um, <laughs> and uh, seeing Zach, I thought, so uh, originally I thought when we first see him and whatever chapter that, uh, that is, I don't remember, I thought, oh, okay, they're bringing him in so we can learn more about, you know, Crisis Core because I had not played Crisis Core. Um, it's such a good game. Uh, so I've heard, but I, I haven't played it. So I assumed that Zach's appearance in the game was basically just going to be us getting him as flashbacks so that we would learn more about him so that the entire story would make sense. That was my assumption. Um, and so as far as I knew, Zach died uh, obviously, the whole shit happens with Cloud. Cloud ends up with Zack's sword. Cloud, you know, I won't spoil it because Brandon's not finished, but um, my knowledge was that Zack was dead. And so I assumed that this was just, okay, you know, Aerith used to love Zack. Uh, she's going to be all sad, whatever. Um, we had that moment in which Cloud blacks out or has his little memory shit when Aerith is talking about uh, how Zack was like uh, her first love. And mm-hmm. of course, before she's, or while she says his name, he's all like, nah, nah, whatever, I don't remember shit. <laughs> um, so I really just thought that seeing Zach in the game was going to be, oh, okay, this is who Zach is. It was not, this is who Zach is. It was, get fucked, Zach's alive. And I was like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> like, what is happening here? So I, I definitely had a, oh shit moment. Um, Zach, what about you? How did you feel? So, with Zach being alive, uh, like I was saying already, I believe in the split timeline thing. So, what if, what if they have like a stopgap in between, like a DLC, um, just like like reused assets and stuff, mm-hmm. where you get playable Zach, but it's Zach doing the bombing run in place of Cloud. Oh, and you're playing through like what? What would the events have been if Zach had lived? Lived, yeah. Like, what if he met Avalanche and he was part of that and they, like, had a tag team mercenary uh, duo going on, him and Cloud? 
like, what if that's where they go for, like, some side story that'll eventually tie back into the main game, and it doesn't ever actually affect anything in the main series until Mm -hmm. the key points where they want it to. Like, the big thing with Aerith, like, Aerith and Zack are kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. so if Mm -hmm. a major scene with Aerith happens and Zack is alive in some way, shape, or form, it'd be kind of weird to not have him there in some capacity. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we eventually get to that. You mean with Aerith dying? I was trying to dance around it, but yeah. I mean, it's a spoiler cast. Say it. (laughs) Say it. Oh, I know. It's a spoiler Spoilers, gosh. (laughs) Uh, Which, like... Ah! Mind you, that and that, thank you for reminding me. That was something that I I forgot to bring up about um the whispers and the fact that we saw those scenes with Eric dying twice, not once but twice. Yes, and um mm-hmm. both times you don't actually see Eric. As a matter of fact, I think the second time you only see like um a blackened figure in the pool. Um, we did not see Aerith, and I think that was also just Square being dick. You see part of her uh, when you see the materia drop. True, in I the think. beginning. You do. But that's the first time mm-hmm. that we see it. Not after the Whispers. That's before the Whispers. Right? The second time is during the fight with the Whispers. Mm-hmm. But either way, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, oh! I know that was one of the things. It's like, oh, maybe Aerith won't die, and I was like, mm, I would uh, like it if she didn't because I love using her as a playable character. She she kind of has to die though. Like that is that's that's like the linchpin in the story. <laughs> she does have to die. Like that. That's where I was going with this. Um, I know that there are theories saying that she won't, but I was gonna say that like this game is iconic for the fact that she dies. So. Obviously, we all know it's going to happen. Even in the Ultimanium, uh, I do believe it was Katase that said that um, you can expect the original story, like the big original story moments to happen anyway. So for anyone who does think that Aerith is going to live, I'm sorry, but I do believe she's going to die. She might die at a too. different time or, or a different she, way. Mm-hmm. She yeah. may die differently, but she definitely has she to may die. not die in the Forgotten. Oh, yeah, that's right. Brandon has it. Sorry. I'm All right. About to say something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they very well saw her dying. Yeah, I mean, they showed it twice. Um, <laughs> so, Job, how did you feel about Zach being alive? I don't know. Okay. Like, that's just like a mindfuck completely because he's like borderline irrelevant in the original. You barely get like information about him really. until like the end. And, mm-hmm. and even then, it's like. It's very not very sparse. much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you're basically saying so, like, it's almost like fan service? N- no, I wouldn't say that. It's I think it's more so playing into what they're already telling us about like, oh, the road to the iconic moments are going to be, or rather the iconic moments are going to be the same, but the road there is going to be different. I think that's what Sack is. He's going to play mm. a part of some sort in the path, but I don't think he's going to affect the actual storyline. I absolutely agree. Like, yeah, you, you can't just toss him in too much, or else it's gonna like lessen his impact. I think. I do believe that he's right. I mean, Joe, I, when we were talking about it earlier, yeah, like you don't get very much on Zach. So I still don't know much on Zach. I just know that he he and Aerith had a relationship, and that he died. And like, I only know what was in OG FF Seven, his relationship with Cloud, and what he was. But you still don't even get much of that aside from like I don't know how much is in um, Crisis Core because I didn't play. It. Like you guys would know, but I don't know shit about Zach. But I was like, I just know that this guy's supposed to be dead, and that he left Aerith, and he's not. What's going on? Uh, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, so I'm going to move on a little bit because uh, we're going over. Um, does anyone have any ideas or any theories about what Sephiroth meant when he said uh, that Cloud only has seven seconds? And what will he do with Ooh. this time? I think the seven seconds is going to be his decision as to whether or not um, how Aerith dies or seven seconds leading up to her death. Okay, anyone else? Apparently in that scene, there's a bit of, um, like if you open the map somehow during that, uh, you can get a bit of information where it says that that area you're in is the final seven seconds of the planet, like right before meteor hits. Mm-hmm. And that would be the very oh. literal meaning of that. what it is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. All right, well, now i got to go back and do I it. Do it. <laughs> now I need to go back and do it. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. All I know is, like, apparently that is a thing. Scene, no? Is that not cutscene? How can you open the map during the cutscene? That, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Apparently it's a thing, though. <laughs> Wait, can you open the map when you're fighting? But that's all cutscene, though. No, no, but, like, when you're fighting Sephiroth, maybe, or something? I mean, no, I think you can only assess or pause. Yeah, you can only assess. I don't think you can open the map. Yeah, but assess was useful. <laughs> but I don't yeah, think you can pause, though. I mean, assess, you get all those question marks. <laughs> it literally yeah. is just like, hey, what do you know? Nothing. <laughs> it's just, you know, future stuff. Okay, thanks, game. Uh, anyone else want to chime in on that before I move on? I got nothing. You can... I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So. Uh, That's my impression. Wow. Uh, so my next question is, how did you guys feel about portions of the end of the original game being put into the remake? And I bring this up because I know that some people said that um, this might change due to, you know, uh, timeline shifts and that Square just wanted us to be able to get that iconic end uh, fight scene because it may be different. So um, how did you guys feel about so much of the original ending of the game being put in there, even when we see, you know, Red 13 um, running across the plant with his with his children, and we see the uh, scene of Aerith's death. Like, how did you guys feel about all of that being put in the first part of this game? That's an open-ended question for anyone. I really like the idea of them showing things that, like, have been in, like, uh, what is it, like, the public's eye for like what 20 plus years like they're showing stuff that people are aware of even if they haven't played the game like everyone knows what happens there uh everyone's probably come across that scene with red 13 uh Mm -hmm. to some extent uh, if you're familiar with what's going on or interested in the game you've probably seen it somewhere somehow so them teasing a lot of that made a lot of sense to me um and what i think is that because of how long this game took to come out, they wanted to show us that they have all of this still in mind, that they're going to do it justice. They're going to make it look incredible when it's time for it, and they just want to give you that taste of what's to come, uh, especially that scene with Sephira at the very end where they are having that clash where Cloud literally uses his Omni Slash, but every single hit gets blocked. Mm-hmm. Like, that was fantastic. <laughs> Like, you're not ready yet. What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> Anyone else want to chime in on that? I'll touch no. on it just briefly. Um, yeah, <clears throat> they picked the right scenes, too, because, again, as someone who hasn't finished FF7, I still recognize every scene they showed, even if I don't know the full context behind all of it, which I, for some of them I don't. But, but I recognize them. So it's very – it's. 
I think it's cool. Like we, I don't know if we, we, we touched this as like a smidge, but the whole idea that this game is playing with fate and what's going to happen and what's not going to happen from past, from, from the, uh, from past games, it really does in a way kind of like, this is established stuff, you know, even if remake ends up changing the entire story from by the by by the end, we know how it was supposed to go because you know this is stuff that's been out for well over twenty years at this point. So for it to be out there is like we know how how it's supposed to go, and it's just like it's, it's different. And also, if they do decide to change some of these big moments, like the stuff that we saw in the visions, is for some reason they don't end up happening. At least they exist in this remake. So, like you said, like you said, if, you know, we get to see how they would have looked in the HD format, the most iconic scenes, that is. So, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, anyone else? I'm good. Okay. Uh, so, I to... have, uh, sorry, no, I just have uh, one more thing about uh, Red scene in particular. Um, like, where you get that flashback, or uh, that flash forward of Red running through the field with um, his kids, and you, you see that. That's the very last thing you see. And what's the line he says right after that? You know, it's... so I actually wanted to talk about this because I was confused, but go ahead. <laughs> so the line Red says as soon as you come back from that flash forward is it's a future that we need to that will come if we fail. If we here. fail here today. Yes. So this is so he's implying that that's a bad end. And that's the actual end. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I was like, now, uh, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so if you recall from like the full scene is once it gets to the end of that path, you look out over a abandoned Midgar mm-hmm. that's completely overgrown. overgrown. And I guess to that point, it's implied that humanity's gone at that point. So if that's the case, then yeah, that that's kind of a bad end. <laughs> So, you know, I think that's so interesting because that, that made me re-look at the ending of the original game after hearing mm-hmm. that. I went and rewatched that scene again after hearing that because I was like, I thought this was good. <laughs> like, you know, right, the Earth like, is reforming. Yeah, that's, definitely the, too. that's absolutely the original intent for sure. It's like, oh yeah, all the evil of Midgar is returning to the planet and that's a good thing. But like, if you recontextualize it, like, what did that cost though? Yeah, So. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that definitely was something I wanted to touch on. So thank you for bringing it up because I, I, after rewatching it, I was like, oh shit, yeah, no, Midgar is overrun. It's just, you know, overgrown with, you know, plant life and earth life and there's nothing there except for, you know, Red 13 and his kids. So uh, that was a very, very interesting thing for Square to do to make us at least go back and recontextualize, like you said, the mm-hmm. end of a game that I thought was a good ending only to be like, mm-hmm. Okay, well, oh, yeah, sure. maybe it wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it's not as it's not as wonderful as I remember it being. It's right. a little somber. A bit. So I saw this one time, and do you guys think that the remake is, in a way, a sequel to the OG? I would say yes, in a sense that it's not a like not a direct sequel, but kind of like a, a I don't know how to describe it. Um, I wouldn't say sequel. But I would say uh, alternate. So this isn't my term. Uh, this comes from one Maximilian dude. A requel. Okay. It is 
Yeah. Okay. I can. Yeah. That is good job, Maximilian. If you're listening and you're not, whatever, I I can take that. Yes. That, I yeah. I agree with that. Actually, there's one the one thing I'll point out to say that as well to your question. <clears throat> Before I had finished remake, Christy had messaged me uh, when she was looking through Ultimania stuff, saying that this is absolutely part of the compilation. And at the time, because I hadn't finished remake, I just responded simply was like, "Well, I mean, it's part of Final Fantasy VII, so of course it's part of the compilation." But only after finishing it do I truly understand what she meant by that. As in, it's a ent- separate entry with its own story as part of the compilation. Yep. Uh, so, which was, is why it's a remake. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. Uh, so, one, two more questions that I will converge into one because we're running low on time. What concern? What are your biggest concerns for the game, and what were your favorite parts of the uh, remake? Uh, and then, of course, anything else that you want to add. How will my materia transfer over? <laughs> Ooh, cool. How will my materia transfer over? I've got a theory on that one. <laughs> oh, you got one. Cool. Talk to us. So, okay. Uh, picture this. We open the next game. Uh, you get your Incom. Cloud's doing his whole uh, story. Maybe playable Sephiroth. That'd be neat. But you finish the uh, flashback uh, or story time with Cloud. And you check your pockets. Oh no, all of our material has been stolen. All our equipment, where'd it go? And then we're introduced Yuffie. to Yuffie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh! I can totally see that. You have to chase down Yuffie, and by the time you catch up to her, after you get past um, what the snake cave and all that, because you don't get to meet her until then anyway in the original, you go through all that without any equipment. You find is... her, and she's like, oh, it's gone. I sold it. I made some money. Here you go. Wow. <laughs> Which is so wow. interesting, actually. You literally just reminded me that Snake Cave and everything. We don't see Sephiroth, like, at yeah, all never. in the OG. You don't uh, need him until... At all. I'll let Genova was creepy. Until the calm flashback. And, mm-hmm. like, even even Genova, like, so much was put into this game. Like, even the Genova battle, like, none uh, of Genova. this stuff happened. The Genova battle happened, I think. That, and, I'm and pretty sure OG? you do. I'm pretty yeah, yeah, the Genova battle happened in the OG. Ah, ah, true. I was thinking of, you're right. It's just, you have so little context for why or what's yeah. happening. Right. Me and Jero got confused about the same thing because I also forgot about the Genova fight in Midgard because it wasn't, no, there was no context at the time yeah. that you didn't, didn't even think about you're it. You're climbing this industrial tower and you're fighting a space alien now. Good luck. Correct. That's, <laughs> that, yep. that was my thinking. I, I didn't think twice about it until after, later. Because it's literally just like we see that Sephiroth has killed everyone in the Shinra building. Well, almost yeah, that was brutal scene. And then, that you was... know, we see his his sword um, uh, or his, his mark with the snake and we still he's like this entity that's just always a little out of reach which makes him really scary but now it's like nah he's in your face this is this guy and yeah like, exactly yeah like, this guy. like in, in remake like before i realized the full the full cut the full realization that this was going to be a different story i was going to shinner building waiting for that scene the entire time us getting thrown into jail and watching just the bodies all over the mm-hmm. everywhere and then i realized wait a minute hold on we're in Hojo's lab right now. This is chapter 17. This scene, That scene's not going to happen now. It doesn't yeah. happen at all. Yeah, that jail cell they replaced with it being uh, Aerith's room instead. Right, right, which, exactly. Honestly, I kind of liked a lot. Uh, did you guys happen to look at the murals he painted? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's so much shit in that mural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, so like, much. Go into it. Tell me. So you can see... I, I believe you can see like Bahamut and Leviathan surrounding yes. uh, the white materia, uh, which has um, one of the flowers in it. 
Uh, you can see a little tiny red dot that represents meteor. I did not see um, that. <laughs> you can see on the left-hand side, I think you can see, like, the home of the ancients. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see, like, the buildings and everything over there. Um, and then just all the green is uh, representing, like, the life dream, of course. Yeah. But there's so much detail hiding in that one little mural that you can only see for that one scene. Uh, speaking of that, one of my favorite parts of the game, since we're talking about, you know, things that concern us and favorite parts, one of my favorite parts was, uh, the sequence when you explore the Shinra building. Mostly because... I love the stairs. Um, (laughs) mostly because, um, uh, when you go in and you're in the, the theater and you get the entire history of the ancients, um, through that beautiful Oh yeah, that was amazing. Um, It was pretty. That, I think, was definitely one of my favorite parts of this game because, uh, it, it did so much for making the story understandable that I think the original, uh, kinda, Less. Yeah, it gets lost. It, yeah, it gets very muddled. But this game was like, this is it. These are the ancients. This is Meteor. Like, this is this is what happened to them. Well, not mm-hmm. this is Meteor, but like, this is what happened to them. And it's a visual um, explanation. And I think that was such a such a great idea. And it looked gorgeous. So that was definitely one of my favorite parts. Props to Square Enix for making this, mm-hmm. you know, more understandable to even fans um, who have. And then it glitches out. Yep. In Sephiroth attacks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, oh, yeah, don't worry about that. Oh, it, shit. It, it happened. I've been having troubles. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine. Don't worry. Um, I also loved uh, what they did with uh, the mayor of, of Shinra. Oh, and, yeah. and even, the mayor! Even the be- adding, is the best. He's so, mayor, yeah. Yeah, it was so great. <laughs> even adding, you know, um, some of the additions that were also my favorite parts were the giving us more information on Avalanche, us understanding that, you know, Barrett is. Barrett and his team are not Avalanche. They are a sect of Avalanche. Their Avalanche is much That's what bigger I really like. than mm-hmm. um, just this this little group because the OG doesn't do that. Um, there, of course, it does. I believe it does explain a little bit of it. But we, I think, this game did a really, really great job at making things that were kind of understood into like this is exactly what we mean. Mm-hmm. This is who these people are. They were very clear mm-hmm. about what they meant and yes, what i feel like another uh, of course the, the combat is still um, one of my favorite things i love the combat <laughs> like so good uh i think as for some concerns i have um i do think that uh i i am I don't even know if it's much of a concern. I'm I'm actually just going to just wait and see what they do. Uh, I hope that they don't go too big or too ambitious with this game. Uh, just because I, and this is just my own little personal opinion. Um, with the pro, the probability of an alternate timeline, I'm, I think I'm super excited to see what they do. I'm happy for changes. I'm just hoping that it doesn't become like this big Kingdom Hearts thing where you got to follow so much to figure out what the heck's going on. But as long as that doesn't happen, I am super, super excited for where this goes. Um, does anyone else I, have any favorite parts or concerns? I think, going off of that, I think because it's going to be a team, I think we should be okay Yeah, for definitely. the most part. But my main concern is whether or not Square can hit, can stick the landing. Since Square, they're not, they haven't been that great at sticking the landing as of late. Oh, that reminds me of one more concern I have. 
Um, I really, really hope that whenever they are, you know, doing advertisements for part two, they do not do what they did with this one because they showed so much of this game in advertisements. They were doing so good until that last They, they were doing well, but it's always yeah, their final trailers. Year, I didn't even watch it because I was like, okay. Their final trailers always reveal something. Like in Type Zero, they like reveal the entire ending of Type Zero in that final trailer. I know it was wow. because of, um, you know, Remember there were leaks that. going around the around that that time, and people were concerned about the game, and you know, we had the leaks of like Red Thirteen and everything. So I'm sure that helped with their decision to put so much into it but like even when we did the i think my most disappointing moment was when we were in the coliseum which i thought was a really fun cool addition to this game uh when we're in the coliseum and then you have to do the final final battle and the house comes up i was like if i had no idea that this house was coming this would have been Mm. such a cool oh shit moment because i remember fighting those houses in og and thinking how are they going to incorporate this into this new game and it would have been so fucking cool to see that house come out of the ground uh but i already knew it was coming because i saw the preview with the house in it and i was like oh my god they're bringing the house back but then when that moment happened i was like damn it this would have been such an epic ass moment Seeing cool, so it would have been a surprise. Let's let's go back to uh the moment with Barrett. They literally show Barrett getting stabbed in that in final the, trailer. Really? Yeah. yeah. They oh do. my god, yeah. I didn't yep. watch that. Honestly, wow. it's a rule of thumb within like the Square fandom, you do not watch the final trailer. Mm-hmm. Like oh it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean I was I like was... they just can't. They can't help themselves. <laughs> I don't like this such a cool scene. I don't remember what the name of the, the, the other enemy is that you fight in the train graveyard, but I did have that moment of, oh shit, I remember fighting these, and I wish I had mm. that with the house, because it was such an epic, epic-ass moment that was uh, ruined, so that's another concern. Uh, but yeah, anyway, favorite parts, concerns, anyone else? I think my other concern is, what if there are new players who want to play part two, but they haven't played part one? Like, I assume that they will be able to, but like... What if, like, what if they really just want to play part two? How will the leveling system work? Mm, Will they get all the equipment from Mm -hmm. that people have originally from part one? I really feel like the equipment's not going to roll over, honestly. You don't? You don't? I really don't think it is. Like the weapons and whatnot. Like, like I was saying with the Yuffie thing, like I don't think you're ever actually going to see any of the equipment you had. They might do like some sort of rollover, like you get a reward if you have like save file or something like that. But this, I don't think you're going to keep everything. I, I okay, like, I, 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 I don't think you'll keep everything, I agree, but you have to, like, there's no way. You cannot... Like, maybe, maybe you'll have, like, like the weapons like and, like, your... Like, they put so much um, effort into, for us to get all these materials, only for us not to have it roll over? Yeah, no, see, I think there's no way that you can have people put, you know, 50, 60 hours into this game, have them level up Buster Sword, um, and, and then create a system in which you can still use the Buster Sword towards the end of the game, only to not give it back to you. That's, yeah. that's... And like, the, the ability, the, what was it, the ability proficiency, too. It's like, you spend so many hours, or, like, a couple of battles... Uh, trying, trying to level to, it up, yeah. to max it, and to actually learn it. I do agree, they might not give you everything. Like, I, and I wouldn't be mad if I don't have the nail bat. Because I didn't use it. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be mad either. Like, my thought is, though, like, you're going to start a game at, like, level 50, though? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I would not like, be... Uh, like, they're going to do... They're going to they're gonna metroid you, and you're going to get stripped of everything. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, but then I, here's I, the thing, is that that was a cutoff level, was level 50. 
Yeah. Yeah, but like, like in the it, original, you're like level five. But but here's the thing: it's like, why not make it to level ninety nine in the end? Why fifty? Yeah, so I, I, I also think that I think we're safe mostly because the way that the battle system works is that it's less, uh, you know, it's less button mashing and more strategy. So I think you can go from like 50 to, you know, 60. I think even if you do 10 levels in part two, if the combat is as challenging as it was in the beginning, I think levels are pretty much just numbers. Or do you um, think that they'll just scale it? Or, or, yeah, or it can easily just be, cause the numbers did get a little ridiculous. Um, uh, the HP got ridiculous, but I don't think that the, the damage that we did was ridiculous. I think they did a really good job at mushing numbers, uh, because, you know, I don't think anyone can do, and correct you, me if I'm you wrong. You can but, still do 9999. Um, uh, with I've only hits. seen it on, I've only seen it on like summons or crits. I, I, I haven't seen it. Uh, you get I it pretty often. Like it's possible with like a staggered enemy and the right hits. It's it's possible. But the the enemies have so much health that it doesn't even matter. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, uh, to me, honestly, I don't think they're gonna wipe us clean. One of my biggest reasons is because of the enemy skill material. How are they gonna wipe us clean of that of skills we acquired in Midgar, but they just throw it out, throw us out of that? Like fuck those skills. Man, fuck the enemy skill material. I mean, if oh, it's yeah. on a materia, like, once that materia is gone, you don't have it. <laughs> Wait, but what? no, it's like, they make such a big deal with all these materias. Like, I'm what's the point of losing materia. it in part two? I'm hoping they give me more, because there's more. I want more. Give me another. There is more. <laughs> give me there another more. all materia, you assholes. <laughs> I, give no, me more magnifying. I the magnifying was the all material. I was so pissed when I found. It, I was like, seriously, yeah. I had it this yeah. entire time. Yep. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, this is totally the all material. Why y'all didn't just call it the all material? For real? <laughs> like, come on. Like, come on, guys, get it together. But I do agree. So, uh, but to to agree with Zach a little bit, I do think that you, they are not going to give us if they. If they don't take everything away, I don't think we're getting that many more weapons. Just because the ability list is getting a little long. Each character already has six abilities to scroll through. I don't think they're going to give us 12. Like, I don't know. I just don't see it happening. We'll have part, we'll, we'll have 12 in part three, Jarrell. <laughs> part three, we have 12 things to scroll through. <laughs> oh my god, I'm never going to scroll through all of them to get what I want. It's the reason why there's a shortcut menu. You're right. That is why you go into the battle settings and make a shortcut menu. You're 100% mm-hmm. correct. Fuck me. They, they were like, yeah, people will use this. And then all of a sudden, Square, they're saying, wait, how come people are just going to ability? You know what? We'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. All right, so yeah, anyone else favorite parts concerns? Uh, chapter nine, love it. Oh love how God. they how they love everything about that chapter is great. From the music in that, from the music in the tunnel, and then you get oh, to Wall Market. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, like both songs that are in the tunnel are great. The first one, and then the one that's like a remake of the old G Wall Market theme, where you meet Beck's badasses. Both of those things are great. And then when you get to Wall Market itself, oh my God, people were concerned that stuff from Walmart was getting cut. Oh my god, they added to it. Like everything about that music segment was great. Every all three of them in their dresses are immaculate. Oh, oh my goodness. Is a great dancer. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh my god, this right. dancing was so I good. Was, I was so oh. happy. <laughs> like I I saved right before that just so I could do it again. 
<laughs> this is great. I love it. Love it. Love it, it is wonderful. And I love you know during that entire dancing sequence, Aerith was just having a blast the entire time from the from the just her just from just her cheering during the dance sequence, and then they started making up clouds. She was like hyperventilating at that. Okay, them. but have you seen what she does like when you do badly in the performance? <laughs> yes. No, like the look on her face. Yeah, she gets progressively like, oh no, she's like, like oh, oh <laughs> yeah. no, oh wait, wait really? Okay. I need mm-hmm. to look that up. Oh my if god! You, if you do really, poorly, you I need to, to look it. this up. Mm-hmm. It's great. Also, um, so another thing that's in 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 Walmart, uh, in the OG as well, the broken machine that fires at you in the corner. Yes. Which, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, did give you that the ultimate Tifa's weapon for Tifa. Ultimate. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's there. It's right there. Uh, I'm I'm wondering if we're gonna come back and if it's gonna be a thing later on. I hope oh, so. So, so. I think I, so. I was thinking about this earlier when you were talking about wanting uh, Madame M and the other two uh, coming back. Mm-hmm. Like that, like they're setting up that you're coming back, so that would be the perfect time to like to reincorporate those yes! characters again. Absolutely. Right. Even those characters, even those characters that aren't leaving uh, Midgar, for example, like they could still come back in that form. Like the yeah, one like, like, like Weimer and and whoever mm-hmm. else and the the Angel of the Slums and the characters like those. Yeah, yeah we're definitely like gonna see them all again. Madame <laughs> M deserves to be in the Gold Saucer. Fuck everybody else. She better be in the Gold Saucer somewhere. Bring her. Oh, back. you know what? Her, her and Sam can take a nice trip to the Gold Saucer. I would love it. They did talk about the Gold Saucer, didn't they? They did. Pretty, yeah. So there's I a good chance we could see them there too. Stuff. And there's also yeah, there's also hints of their relationship. Um, yep. Which reminds me, um, with Golden Saucer, over at the Gold Saucer, I know that it's in the OG, you can take a character on a date. Yes. How will that be implemented? Well, it's very likely going to be a similar system to what they did for the chapter, what was it, chapter 14? Chapter 3 and 8. The the scene specifically, though, like, the 14 uh, one, it's going to be a similar point system for sure, like, through the dialogue you, and the side Do you quest. think that will carry over? If you have a save data, do you think it will carry over? Oh, I you know, that'd be so, neat. Yeah. I think that'd be... It I, might, you know what? I, it might be a separate set, though, I think, I so know. that you don't get... If you wanted to, like, change directions, it would be easier. Yeah, sure, that'd be fine. But I think if there's one thing that would be cool if they carried over from an old save file, that would be a neat one to bring. All right, uh, the, anything else? Please um, don't take like for the second part. <laughs> I just want part two. Yeah. I, I, I really want to see how they're going to handle um when the team gets to Wu Tai and the Turks have to work with Cloud. <laughs> yes. I think they did such a good job at personifying or rather making real Reno and Rude. Um so Yeah, that I, scene I, where they're just chilling in the office is great. Yeah, with mm-hmm. Sen. Yeah. Uh, I I oh yes. They are much I know more when when Brandon yes. and I we were playing through for the stream for chapter twelve, we were like, huh, it sounds really personal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing personal. Bitch. bitch. Bruh, every time <laughs> Kyle like, huh. says bitch, I love it. <laughs> every time he calls someone a bitch, I'm like, oh my god, I love you so much. <laughs> just you make me so happy. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> anyway, uh, before I wrap up, anything else? Any more favorite parts, concerns? Anything you guys want to throw out there? Stairs um, are great. This is true. <laughs> I love the I love the game. Same. It's fantastic. I really like the way that they incorporated like all the weird little elements from uh, the compilation. Like they didn't have to mention G cells. Like we didn't. They need didn't. To bring... They didn't have to mention code they cell need... either. Yeah, they didn't need to mention console and G cells and even um, the whole 
extra avalanche bit is from before crisis apparently like hmm. that that line early on where the president's like uh yeah it's that same group that made the attempt on your life yeah. earlier like that's a whole before crisis thing it is it is and, and, I'm, and i'm excited especially like i just recently learned like what that entails and there's a lot and oh. if it goes in that direction that's going to be a lot of fun the Ultimania, they did confirm that the main Avalanche group, they were allied with Wu-Tai. Mm-hmm. Or they are still aligned with Wu-Tai and whatnot. Oh, are so, still? Mm-hmm. The oh. main cell. So if it is true, then I'm excited to see how it plays out because it's going to be so exciting. Man, mm. I just want to see Yuffie and Vincent. I, that's all I want. They're gonna look so good. <laughs> like they I'm are. so excited. I'm not ready for that that battle with Vincent though. Uh, I'm before just so Vincent. excited to see them. And are you see ready how they for play. a weird puzzle to get him out of his coffin? Bruh. I don't know if I'm yes. ready for that. Bruh. Um... I'm ready. If we if we didn't get if we didn't get having to sneak past the Shinra soldiers in the Shinra building, I think maybe they'll cut off things that people don't like. Now that being said, y'all better give me uh, some a rhythm marching mini game for Rufus Shinra's uh, coronation oh as God, the no. head. Of- oh my gosh! If, if, they need a way <laughs> to in, if Nomura needs a way to sneak in another rhythm game, that would be a good way to do it. Can you imagine mm. that would if they did it as a rhythm game instead of that BS he had to do in the original? You. It could actually be fun. Excuse you, he's gonna make it a musical. Okay, <laughs> okay, that would be I mean, fine. I'd be okay. With I'd be the fine. Music, if they make it a musical to, or if Cloud had to do a street performance for but it's shit. gonna be a freaking musical because Number almost turned fifteen into a musical. He should have. I would. He was very close to turning fifteen into a musical until Yoko Shimomura looked at him and was like. No. Damn it. I would play the <laughs> fuck out of that. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you guys for joining me on this FF7 spoiler cast. I'm sure we have a lot more thoughts and more to say. Uh, hopefully the game does not take too long to give us part two. Who knows? We're all just hoping. Um, consensus is that we loved it. Thank you guys for talking to me. And I will see everyone later. Goodbye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.